Welcome to Excitement Cube here on ARG this week. I'm Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who, if he was a console, would simply be referred to as the Game Orb, the Brent. What up, G? Oh my God. Hideous. 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 You are not a DJ. Ravi Abbott, you are not. But, uh, no. Uh, no. Put that down. No turnstile. No turntable for you. Take off one of those two hats. Thank you. Good God Almighty. So, if you joined us last week, we spun the wheel and we made the deal. And this week, we are taking a brief respite from our European Classic Computer Tour to bring to you something more mainstream. Brent, it's the Nintendo GameCube. Yes. This is a console I grew up with. You grew up with the GameCube? <clears throat> Absolutely. Didn't own one, but I grew up with one. You didn't own a GameCube? No. Mm -mm. I thought you did. Nope. No, well, then how did you grow up with it? Uh, I had many friends that had GameCubes. No, oh, well, I see. In fact, the GameCube is home of one of my top 10 favorite games of all time. Oh, yeah? Are we going to hear about this now or later? I don't know. Is it today's game? No, 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 no. <laughs> it is not. Eternal Darkness is, oh. a, is an absolute horror classic no. uh, for the console generation. Never heard of it. Oh, well, see, now I feel bad because yeah. you, you are literally missing out on one of the greatest games of all time. Hey. Listen, pal, this was Bizarro Week yeah, no, on the GameCube. That's so why I you could have chose anything it. you wanted for me, but you choose, well, you chose what you chose, and yeah. I chose what I chose. It's true. So before we get into our chosen games, let's learn a little something about the GameCube. Absolutely. And by the way, I do own one of these, which I left in the house. I meant to bring it out here, so there you go. Mine's blue with a gimmick on the bottom. So um, the uh, Nintendo GameCube. Uh, code name Dolphin. Yeah, they probably made the right right call there. I don't know if I went with the Dolphin. Uh, released in Japan, September 14, thousand one. Uh, we got North American release, the November eighteenth, two thousand one, and the Europe got it May third, two thousand two. Once again, bringing up the rear yeah, Australia, May oh, seventeen, two thousand two. So the Australia got this uh, seven or eight months after uh, it was released uh, back in the day. Now. You know I love to do this, and so I'm going to ask you now. All right. How many of these things do you think sold worldwide? Well, I know for Nintendo, this was a lower-selling console, mm -hmm. uh, but it still sold a respectable... I'm going to say 8 million. You're... You suck. <laughs> You're horrible at these... 8 million? Yeah. We'll no, wrong, wrong. Oh, worldwide? We're, I said worldwide, and you're right. wrong in the U.S. too. I'll say I'll say fourteen then. No, wrong. How? Worldwide, twenty one point seven five million. Well, how many in units the US? were sold in the in the U.S. Just under thirteen million. Wow. So yeah. Over half in the U.S. Oh alone. yeah, and they sold four million in Japan. So and in other regions got the rest. So <laughs> that by Nintendo standards, this was considered sort of a dud. Yeah. In, in my opinion, and it's fun. The funny thing about this is, uh, here come. Uh, here comes Nintendo's sort of first foyer into the uh, into the disc era, right? I mean, yes. this was their first game that had disc media, and they had a Nintendo it up and used the little mini discs for yeah. this one. Now, uh, those mini discs could hold some; they could store uh, way more than the cartridges of the N sixty four could. Oh, absolutely! Uh, but of course, you know, you're, you've got a single use. Uh, game machine here. It couldn't play DVDs like your your Xbox or your PlayStation. Yep. And that well, probably PS2 at this point. that probably cost them <clears throat> absolutely to a certain did. degree. They're they're because uh, the the mini discs were in part an anti piracy thing, right? And I mean the GameCube 
remained uncracked for many, 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 many years. It's funny, just a few, uh, I, I, and I don't know when they cracked it, but it, just a few months ago, I, I heard that there was a, a chip out that you yes. could put in it. And believe it or not, you can still buy these mini discs and you can and you can burn them and you could put, but I mean, it seems sort of silly, which I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. So let's talk about what's in this weird little box. First of all, let's talk about the aesthetics. The 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 actual unit itself is a it's a, a lunchbox. It's goofy looking. It's a lunchbox. It's a it it's is a, a it is a, a cube. Cube with a handle. With a handle. I hate it. Now I, I, I've never liked the, the top of it. it. Pops open for the disc, and then you've got the ports along the front. Four ports, I recall. And then my particular unit has a gimmick shoved under that lets you play game uh, Game Boy Advance. Well, that games. comes off. Right, right, but I mean, they, there's a spot yes. there to put an add-on. Is yeah. what I guess what I'm saying. An expansion port on the bottom. Yeah, uh, and uh, uh, it's a it's a light unit. Oh yeah, it's very compact. I mean, I, I actually actually like the uh, I like a tiny little unit like that. I think that's that's I, not I'm too okay bad. with all. I'm I have nothing against the size. Mm -hmm. I yeah. just don't. I don't like the handle because it sticks out the back. I think it makes it awkward to put in the shelves. If that handle that's was true. detachable, uh, I, I would be. A lot better off with it, but as it is, I, I don't like it. I they don't like it. They could have put a couple of gimmicks on the side with the handle, like like a like a like a pail would have, or a, or a, well, no, that something. would have been absolutely <laughs> what. That's, you the, like my, that's the worst. You don't like my I've pail idea? No, the what the game pail. You know what bugs me? It's a shame that this thing didn't take cartridges because then you could have <clears throat> doubled up the the handle action and had Odyssey two like cartridges go in it. With the little handle on them, you double it up. Everything's a handle. <laughs> so, what makes this thing tick? Well, this thing is stacked with a Power PC based core with a 435 megahertz IBM Gecko Power PC CPU. I'm not familiar with the Gecko. I'm not familiar with the Gecko line of processors. You know, so I'm no. guessing this is a pretty big deal. Uh, uh, this thing. Uh, like I said, came with a four joystick ports. Yes, great, great idea. Not great decision. Not, although not at that point unusual because oh, Xbox no. had already had four. Well, yeah. yeah so it's not. I mean, it's not like they, no one had ever done it before. I no, guess, no, no. The N sixty four, I think, was the first one to do it in the console land. But it was good that the GameCube also did it. This thing came with a weird total forty three megabytes of total non unified RAM. Slightly more than what I just put in the old uh, uh, the old Amiga, but uh, you know what are you gonna do? I'm working my way up to 43 megs. Um, so you've got uh, uh, it just this thing pretty much was standard fare for the time. I'm trying to think. This thing took a uh, it has your classic Nintendo uh, uh, breakout board in the back for the AV. Yeah. So nothing special there. No. I kind of like when they've got that stuff built in. I'd rather have that than the cabling. But that, that's just, oh sure. That's just because I'm lazy, I guess. So the disc, and it says we mentioned, it won't it won't actually play do anything. It's basically it's a uh, Matsushita CAV Mini DVD eight centimeter optical disc. All right. Guess how much these things hold? About Take a gig, gig, right? One point five gigs. Yeah. On these oh, bad one boys. and a half gigs. Okay. And the memory cards. Uh, came in all the way up to 128 megabit blocks uh, on various cards, and they they made a these and God knows what kind of second mark or third, you know, crazy uh, other cards that you could get in this thing. Um, you know, Nintendo was coming off of the N64, which I'm not going to say it was considered a failure, but it wasn't nearly as successful as their previous two endeavors. And then here comes the GameCube, and the GameCube. 
what what do you think caused this thing to uh, come in last in that in that generation? The PS2. But it still, it came in last. Is P, my the point. P, yeah, but the PS2 set standards for video game consoles, uh-huh. uh, DVD playback, <coughs> DVD sized games. It set the standards, and when someone tried to deviate from that, yeah. my opinion that really hurt it. Plus, they were the GameCube was uh, lacking the power that the Xbox and the PlayStation did at the time, yep. which made. Uh, Converting games to them more difficult because you had to dumb things down. I hear that a lot, but it's wrong. But it's not wrong. Technically it, speaking, this is direct. I read. I had to double check this to make sure that that wiki wasn't out of its nut here. All right. Technically speaking, and just technically speaking, doesn't mean it's programmably well, that's, more powerful. Okay. The GameCube was more powerful than the PS2 at about half the size of the Xbox. Well, yeah, and the and the the Saturn was a was an incredible piece of machinery too. Well, I just no I just throw it out there. I'm just throwing so, it out there now. Having it, the power and being able to control the power are two different things. Speaking of control, here's one of the things I think sunk <laughs> this system. It's a controller that was designed by a madman. Wacky as the day is long, Brent, this controller. Yeah. It had one big red button, weird shaped, multiple buttons yeah. all over. And the sad thing about this controller is, uh, if you take away the hideous, horrible, uh, unbelievably ridiculous button setup, it's actually a decent little controller. It can, I mean, I like the uh, the pad and everything. I feel it feels good in your hand, but the button setup, horrible, hideous. And you had to, you had to depend on these uh, third parties to come in and, and take care of business on these. These controllers were no good. Yeah. Your, your thoughts? And, and I think they also looked uh, very amateur kid oriented. They looked Fisher Pricey. <clears throat> uh, and I certainly don't think that helped it, especially no. since gaming. This was a period of time when gaming was growing up. Uh, yeah. Well, everywhere but there. Well, no, but the population that had started with gaming was getting older, That's, and they yeah. wanted more mature things. And Nintendo uh, really held on. Which doesn't make them wrong, because they're picking up some of the new crowd. But uh, the new crowd ha- re- relies on mommy and daddy for money when the old crowd could pay for things themselves. So, to make up for this hideous joystick, not really, but Nintendo did what... They took a page from the Wonder Swan playbook and had multiple colors. Oh, yeah. Colors to beat the bait. All the colors of the rainbow. Uh, <clears throat> black, orange... You know, blue, red, everything. You name it, they had it. And gold. They had the oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. consoles of gold. So you've got multiple color choices again. Well, and they re- and they released a lot of special editions to go with yeah. games, so people would rebuy the console. I never, I never got that as a co- as a collector. I guess I sort of am. Uh, I never understood. I've never understood the appeal. And trust me, comics are the same exact crap with multiple variant covers and all this crap. Well, you're, you're it's tar- the same basic bear, homie. Here's the thing. You, you're releasing new consoles to get them back on shelves to get yeah. them fresh in people's minds. I understand minds. why they did it, right? And if you're doing that, why not make it slightly different so the highly obsessed will buy into it? Well, so we're gonna milk the highly obsessed of every cent they've got. Oh yeah, because business these has poor, never done that. These before. poor victims. I'm just talking across the board. You know they're. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those uh, with the uh, those kind of types of tendencies. Yeah. Will continuously get abused. I remember our buddy the Chud. Well, we got into comic book collecting, and he he's an uh, obsessive sort of uh, nut type. And, and he would get like all the variant covers, about twenty uh, issues each of them, and he would go after the. 
And it never worked. He, he took a bath. He comic, in fact, this comic collection is sitting over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I ended up buying it. So let's talk about the peripherals on the GameCube. <clears throat> now you're a peripheral guy. You've done some white. You've had the X band, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, that now some of us I didn't even know. Uh, the uh, uh, the GameCube had a broadband adapter. Did you know that? I've never used it. Yeah, I don't know if it was even released over here. <clears throat> it had a dial-up modem, so it had both. It was like the Dreamcast. It had both. Oh, okay. I was just saying dial-up. It also right had that uh, that wacky Game Boy point. Now, this thing is actually pretty popular. That is crazy uh, popular. And yeah. it's 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 popular. A lot of people that like it are the people in the, in the, uh, on the YouTube community and Twitch because they, they can use it to cap, get... At the time, it. you can capture good game footage. Off the, off the now, I, it's funny. I've got the uh, I've got the peripheral, but I don't have the uh, the disc to make it work. So you got nothing. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, I can listen. Can, yeah, I know. I can make I things happen, brother. If you know what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> it also had an e card reader connected via the Game Boy Player. <laughs> Pretty wacky. That's crazy. It says here there aren't that many games that use the uh, uh, the uh, broadband adapter, and, and on here. And apparently there was it was a uh, some sort of uh, Pay service that was was part of this. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure sure that that's been uh, messed around with. I will say now, let's talk about. Let's sort of been burying this thing's peripherals. Let's talk about a great peripheral. Oh wait, no, we weren't burying it. The the the, uh, Game Boy peripheral was one of the best ever made. Yeah, I I was sort of burying it, but they did have something that came out that I hadn't seen before, and this was a top shelf. It's funny with a system that I mocked the controller so fervently. This thing had the Wave Bird, which was the wireless controller. Yeah. These things were solid gold money. They were. These were great, weren't they? Yeah. And they really, uh, they were the first wireless controllers I thought that didn't suck. That didn't, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, I remember having the Dreamcast. I was begging for a while. Well, they didn't have nothing. You know, they, they had nothing. And here, but the Wave Bird was out there. was awesome. So I yeah. will give them 100% credit uh, on that. Now, that was, uh, that was uh, I think the Wave Birds were a, a, a third-party they did. No, no, did, did they Nintendo were, make those? Nintendo. Oh, there you go. Now, <clears throat> just for fun, and before we move on to the main event. Well, you got all kinds of more peripherals, though. Well, that's all I've got listed. What do you got? Well, I'm pretty sure. I'm not going to go over every single thing because right. they goof could play to a joystick port. Uh, well, no, 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 no. But they, I'm pretty sure they had HDMI hookups for the GameCube. Didn't they, they well, they now they have. I, I think I read they do have them now. They did not have those released then. Uh, also, uh, there were no HDMI. Can I think of Were there? I mean, when was that established? I don't think it was even around when that thing was out. It had, I, I, I don't know. I remember but, I had component cables for my Wii, and I was like, oh, this is a big deal. And so, and the Xbox had component cables. So I'm wagering you may have been able to get component it cables. Yeah, it would have been in that same ballpark. <clears throat> so let's talk about launch titles. Just for fun, I always like these, and I found a big list of them here. It had a ton, didn't it? So, in Japan, of course, then Japan, uh, and this gives us a chance to talk about a few of the games. In Japan, this, uh, as I mentioned, this launched September 14, 2001, and the launch title uh, 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 lineup here <clears throat> isn't bad. I'm just going to go over a couple of these. Because <clears throat> it had, like, what, 30 or so? No, it had three. <laughs> it had three oh, launch no, no. titles in Japan. In a, oh, okay. In Japan. Japan. So, you had... And this is a popular favorite that seems to be gaining in support here recently. Okay. They had Luigi's Mansion. Uh, people oh, yeah. seem to are, are getting on board with the Luigi's Mansion. Now, oh, I hear yeah, a lot no, about it. that's a very popular game. Then you had Super Monkey Ball. That, that's, that's also a, good, that's a, very a good, good game. game. And then you had a Wave Race Blue Storm. Also a good, excellent game. <clears throat> I never played game. the Wave Race on the GameCube, I'd I, say. I, well, it's... Uh, okay. <laughs> 
It's okay. It, it, no, it, it's good. Because it wasn't waivers for the big titles on the N64. And, and on yeah. the N64, yeah. Now, uh, and I'm not going to go over all these because there's substantially more, but in the North American release, you got a, a, an all-star lineup of good and bad. So you, just to name a few here, uh, you got Batman Vengeance. I remember you know, uh, playing that, and it was okay. You got uh, Crazy Taxi. That's more of a Dreamcast game that you, you hear about. Uh, uh, D- Dave Mirror, Freestyle BMX 2. Then you've got a couple. Of, you got, of course, Luigi's Mansion. You've got your Madden. You've got all your sports titles that came out. Now here are the ones that I think are your your uh, console sellers here. Tarzan Untamed. No, just kidding. No, it did come out. Um, <laughs> sorry, I blew your mind. Star Wars Rogue Squadron Two. Yeah, now, I've played that. That's pretty good, isn't it? I thought that was a really good one. You also had uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three. No. What do you mean? No, I like the Tony Hawk no, games. It, it died after two, man. Well, I mean, two is the best, but I think three is pretty good too. So it, and it had everything that came out in Japan. And then Europe, they got a, a few different titles. Again, keep in mind everything that I already mentioned. You had Bloody Roar. Okay. <laughs> I never liked Bloody Roar. Oh, it's okay. Burnout. Now the That's Burnout series game. was great on the GameCube. That's where. But it was, they a lot of these that, aren't exclusives. Right. I'm just saying that's what came out. Cell damage. That didn't sound good. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, Donald Duck Quack Attack. ESPN International Winter Sports. I don't know about that either. Uh, FIFA. Got to have that. Driven. Uh, you've got... Uh, driven or Driver? Driven. Okay, no, Driver is a PS game. That's okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got... Uh, uh, now, here's one you wouldn't have wouldn't have expected to be like so Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> well, I mean, this was after yeah. the this was after the fall of Sega. So. Yeah, and XG3 Extreme G Racing. So you had that, they had a, uh, by the time this came to Europe, I will say, the thing about waiting longer is you get better stuff whenever the, when, <laughs> well, you do, you, do get, you, get, you get better stuff, I think. So, a decent console that just, um, it, it, it was, a, I mean, if it had been released a few years earlier, it probably would have been a huge hit, but by, oh. that, by that time, the, the oh, a few years earlier, yeah, well, it would have been pretty amazing. Like you said, it, graphically, it couldn't hold on up with the big dogs That's at that true. point. And plus, Nintendo had sort of gained a rep, hadn't it, at that point? It's like, eh, you know, I don't know. It, Take a chance on one of these. It well, just... I mean, I, <gasps> your hardcore Nintendo fans that will buy anything that Nintendo puts out, yeah. it, it was a no-brainer. Because it wasn't like the console sucked. It, you, I mean, no one, I don't think anyone can claim the GameCube, that thing just sucked. Because it didn't just suck. Where does this rank amongst the... Uh, where would you... Is this thing... Somewhere down at the bottom with there with the with the Wii U. I mean, down there in that area because I mean, the Wii U was a kind of another Are you console. About success or just overall good? Well, I mean, console? both, I guess. I mean, I think they're they're linked. I mean, to a certain degree, you know. I mean, and one thing they this is the last console where Nintendo sort of didn't take a chance either. I, I, I mean, would, they've been doing crazy stuff to this. I one. would put this above the Wii U. <clears throat> um, but no, this is. This is one of their less memorable consoles. And also, I mean, this this right here moved Nintendo out of the realm of classic. I mean, when you take the cartridges out, you're now you're one of the boys. Now you're yeah. And I think you're a disc. I think Nintendo, uh, in their eyes, learned a lesson from this console. And the lesson was, you know, if you can't run with the big dogs, you've got to be, try something else. All right. right. And 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 they did. Uh, and 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 to their credit, uh, what looked like a, and. People were writing Nintendo off. We've seen this many times. Oh, they you, should just you, you should just Nintendo you should off. just do software. Your hardware's passed you by, and they took effectively the same the same machine as the GameCube and made it the one of the highest selling uh, consoles of all time of all yeah. the time. We should mention 
the funny thing about collecting uh, GameCubes, I've got a GameCube. I've never hooked it up more than once or twice, and the reason is I've got I've got a Wii, and all the early Wii consoles up. You know, most of the Wii consoles have game full GameCube compatibility. Uh, and, and I mean, you can put the disc right in there. If you pop the top, they've got you've got your joystick ports, you've got your uh, game card yeah. slots. So it sort of made the the it made the GameCube less. Oh, I always thought less desirable. You know, as a retro system. As a, as, a, as a, well, I mean, just as a system in general. Because yeah, but yeah, I mean, as a as a collected system. Yeah. Now, uh, all that said, much like everything else in the retro world, everything swings back around. And the GameCube, much like the N64 did a few years ago, now the GameCube is starting to receive a, a good hard look from people as a collectible, and uh, has has uh, went up in value somewhat. I mean, they're still they're still not. I think I, I priced them around thirty to fifty bucks for a, a yeah. used one, you know. And I think you could probably find a better fair. deal. Now, what I what would I buy? A GameCube or a Wii? I'd buy a Wii in about two seconds. I've got plenty of them in there already. Uh, because the Wii does everything, plus it does other stuff. But I mean, effectively, the Wii was a jacked-up, funky peripheral GameCube for all it intents was. and purposes. It and was, so, and, they, and they made it work. Because I mean, the Wii was Nintendo saying, "Man, we want to try out motion controls, but we don't really want to commit." <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> you're right. And and what the, the, the end result was, man, we should have committed. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so from this, the vast library of GameCube titles. Yes. We had Which to there pick, are a lot of good ones. There are. Uh, we had to there are actually plenty of good titles. But I mean again, there and, uh, and there are some exclusives, but a lot of the titles just run across to other systems too. The, some of the titles I'd be more interested in. Uh, we had to pick two titles from amongst them for each other because this is Bizarro week. We spun the wheel, it was Bizarro, which means we picked the other guys' games. So I'm gonna lead the charge this week for the game yes. Brent picked for me. And what Brent picked for me was a little Kirby action, Kirby Air Ride. Kirby Air Ride. Now, I had I can never heard of this game. Yeah. I don't play any Kirby games. All right. I've never Oh, I've, so you were super lost. I knew who Kirby was from uh, Smash Bros. Okay. You know, and I I and his I, I think I may have played one of his older games, you know, cuz I could eat guys and stuff. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I but I never heard of this. I never heard of this. Completely uh, under my radar. Uh, this was developed by uh, Hal Laboratory. Now uh, yeah. um, they they have a name, and they've worked Nintendo, uh, uh, you know, long, long more, time. more than a little. And this was released uh, in Japan, July eleventh, two thousand three, uh, in North America, October thirteenth, two thousand three, and in Europe, February uh, two thousand four, and Australia, March of two thousand four. So again, you're talking almost a year between the Japanese and the and the Australian release. It's funny how Australia, you'd think they would get, since they're sort of closer to Japan, why don't they get in? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's, a, I don't that's, think that's, that's a, how it works. That's the way it should work, man. Uh, this The director on this thing was uh, Masahiro Sakura and produced by uh, Hiroki Shuga, uh, among others. Now, what is this game? Well, what you've got here is sort of like Baby's First Kart Racer, I believe is the way you termed it. Uh, this is a singular multiplayer. Uh, it's like it's a kart game that doesn't necessarily have carts in it. Uh, you uh, uh, you pick from a, a cast of uh, of none. I mean, as far as I can tell, there's just Kirby's in this, and you and you race around these various tracks. Now there are different game modes, which I'll which I'll, which I'll get into. So this is one of the first times we actually we played the crap out of these games. 
And we actually got to play this one together. Yeah. Um, I, I went and played all... multiplayer action. I played all of it separately. And then I played... Uh, then we went through every track together, except for the overhead tracks. We played some of those. Uh, so what you've got here, really, in essence, is three different games, okay? Uh, the first game is, a, is your straight-up uh, kart-style racing game. Uh, you uh, pick a Kirby, and eventually, when you unlock enough vehicles, you pick a vehicle... And you are unleashed onto, I believe you start out with uh, nine tracks, eight or nine tracks that you that you run on uh, with your Kirby and his little floaty, uh, because it's an air ride. But eventually, you can get other stuff that's not a, a floaty. You can get yeah, like boxes, scooters, and, and boxes, and, and little jets, and the, yeah, well, the, the mini, mini bikes right. and stuff like that. Um, there are quite a few, and we unlocked we unlocked several of these during our during our se several sessions. Um, you uh, this game is super simple to play because it only you only requires you to use uh, the uh, one analog controller, and I think it also work, it'll work with the digital, and it also and then you use one button. One button. That's it. Uh, and you're thinking to yourself, this seems limiting. Well, you're right. Uh, <laughs> Kirby does not. I mean, so here's the thing. Kirby doesn't really accelerate on these things. They just sort of go at the same speed. Now, on the... And I will say, your vehicles make a big difference in the way this game plays. Uh, uh, we unlock... Like, I, I have, we think we played four or five vehicles, all right? Uh, the standard vehicle that comes with it is just this floaty gimmick. It's a star. It's a Kirby star. And, and you... And you For those that know Kirby. Okay. And you, you get on this thing, you float along, and what you do is when you... You don't use the button until you hit a turn. And what, what they want you to do is hold the button as you spin around the turn, and when you let it go, it gives you a boost, yeah. right? So, but if you hold it, if you hit the button at any other point, it just sort of slows you down. It yeah, really doesn't it, do anything. The button is sort of like you're a handbrake. Because yeah. it, it greatly decelerates you, uh, but allows you incredible maneuverability. You've also got, uh, you also will use the button on these turbo pads you'll come across. It looks like green areas when you hit them. Uh, you hit the button and you launch real quick. They just shoot you down the line. It's just it's, it's like a sight bike. When you hit the button, <laughs> your character dips. Like they're floating above the ground. When you hit the button, you you dip onto the ground, which allows you to hit the speed pad yeah. and makes you But go. that Yeah, but I mean that... It, you just basically hit the button on the thing. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. looks like. I, I mean, no, no, but I'm just yeah. saying what it does. Then you've got... One of the cars we played uh, was... Uh, could glide better than the other. So yeah. when you're when you get air on some of the levels, you'll glide further and there are faster. And you'll see areas where that you can't get to in some cars, and, and so you can get to them in, in the glidey car. Then there's a bizarre uh, vehicle that goes uh, pretty fast, but it never ever it it can't turn unless you hit the button and turn when you hit the button. Yeah. And so what that means, literally, is, you have no left or right. Yeah, when you're you on the tap ground. to make a turn, and you, they're like I said. Uh, each car has a different thing. So this one, you don't hold the button to go on the turns. And this one, this one, you have to tap the button just to alter your trajectory. Yeah. And yeah, when you hit the bullet. button, you really stop. You yeah. stop really hard. And then there's a, another vehicle that we played. That had like, it was like a box, basically. It looked yeah. like he was driving a little Zamboni. <laughs> and that one just went around at a steady pace. And uh, that was pretty much the button. I don't even remember what the button did. It didn't, what did what the it, button do? It, it didn't, didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. So I mean, you, it still stopped you, but you didn't have that power yeah. boost. Now, as far as we got into it, the, all you ever raced with was a various colored uh, Kirby. Were there different Kirby colors in other games, or is that Yeah, no, that's that's pretty Are standard. they all Kirby? Or yeah. they just, well, I mean, they're all... Is yeah. Kirby a race? What is yes. that? It is. Okay, well, there you go. That's what I knew. Um, so, 
you race around these tracks. The tracks are pretty good. Uh, they look, I mean, for the most part, they look good. Some look great. Yeah. Uh, and these, uh, they're... There colorful these, and flashy. Yeah, they're colorful, and they're, uh, there are these, there'll be these long, like, pipes that you get on that are really neat looking. They take you, they almost, like, sonic you up a little bit, make you go real fast as you spin through these turns and twists. Um, uh, you can, uh, you can set all kinds of options, set the number of laps. You can have hit points on or off, uh, which we never played with the hit points on where you could get killed, but you can play it, in a mode yeah. where, you can, where you can just lose, lose the race by that. Uh, it keeps time. So that's everything you would expect a, a kart-style racer to do. The one thing I will say, and this goes throughout the game, is that the game has uh, outstanding tunes. Incredible the music, music. The music, and you sort of come to expect it, I guess, from a, from a, a Nintendo property. But this, they excelled themselves uh, uh, in this one. Uh, I looked up to see who wrote this stuff. Now, you've got a, a, a several guys. I'm going to go ahead and name them just for fun. you got Shogo Sakai. I'm assuming some of these people will know. Uh, Jun uh, Ishikawa. Uh, uh, um, Hirokazu Ando, Tashida Ikigami, those were your guys that composed the music. And these guys, I'm, I'm guessing these guys were not, this wasn't their first rodeo, if you know what I mean. But the music also fits the level. They did a good job with the music. That's, for me, music, easy high point right there. Graphics were fine, like I said, so there was no problem there. Uh, your second, uh, so basically that's the kart racing element. Then you've got your second element, which is this sort of city exploration game and you drive your you drive your Kirby through the city and there are enemies in the city there's a radar and you go around popping open boxes to upgrade your little cart you can also get out of your cart uh, GTA style and go get into another cart you know the problem I had now I actually played this on more way more than you uh, and the problem I had with it it just was kind of boring to be honest with you Hitting the boxes over and over was a pain in the butt, and it was hard to pick up what you eventually knocked open. Yeah. Uh, you would also go a good while without seeing anybody. That got old. Uh, when we played the multiplayer, I only saw Brent a few times. I was able to run into him a couple of times, but the, you're talking about a wide open space. It's not. Uh, it's huge. The map is huge. Yeah. It's, it's way too big for something like this. And so, uh, since all these games uh, allow four people, I would one would assume that this would be more fun with four people, but we didn't have four, did we? Well, we had two computer players, though. Right, but I'm just saying it might be more fun with two humans. No, I, I, I think the map is just too large. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. Uh, now, the weird thing about this level is once you finish it, it 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 it, uh, it assesses how what your car was added to it. So if you pick up a bunch of uh, speed boosts. Your car will be faster if you pick up a bunch of uh, of uh, uh, battery packs. Your car will be able to charge. It'll go long, faster, longer. If you pick up a bunch of defense bonuses, you get the point here. And then after you after you've completed this thing, and it's a timed event. I think it's like five minutes, and you can fool with it. And you can also turn off the timer and just roll around. Uh, then they put you in some kind of weird. Like, I've seen two of these different races that it puts you in after it. One idea was just a standard race that you go to after the city thing ends. And then me and Brent also came across one where it's like, what was it, a long Ski jump? Ski jump, yeah. And it, it, which was weird. I mean, I don't know what these mini games were. I don't know how many there are. But that, we didn't, I didn't think much of that city uh, aspect of, of, of the game. It just didn't do it for me. Uh, now, there, it's uh, the city, it says the, a bunch of crazy stuff happens in the city. The only thing I ever saw happen was this bit where it turns everyone's speed up full blast for about yeah. 10, 15 seconds. That was it. So, eh, I was underwhelmed by that. Then your third element is an overhead racer. 
uh, a la supercars or or what we described it uh, as your uh, Iron as your Man, Iron Man <laughs> off road racing. Which yeah, that's, that's off, really what it off is. Ripped off Iron Iron Man Stewart. Of course, that was ripped off too. But <clears throat> um, in this one, you pick your car and you go on a, on a small map from overhead and drive around. Now you like this one more than me. This is perfectly serviceable as an overhead racer. Yeah. But to me, this seems sort of t- t- just kind of tacked on to kind of bolster what you had. You could see these guys whipping this out in a, in a month or two. It oh, was, it was definitely a t- uh, yeah, it was a just, tacked on thing. It's a, it, it's, it's not a, a game seller. It was sort of fun. I liked it. Four people would probably be a lot of fun. But I mean, it's not. It was surprising that it was in there. I'll be honest with you. The courses were small. varied enough. Well, they're supposed to be small. Some of them are bigger, but but not, the, they're varied enough that you have shortcuts. If the map allows it, the map changes as you race on it. So yeah, I, I, I'll. I don't think, that, and there's a couple bizarre control elements to this one. Like, well, you can change it. They had some. There were some interesting well, choices on that one. No, I mean that's that's pretty standard for this above. Yeah, but that was that was the uh, the fault. Was that real crazy? Um, well, you know, race with the way you're the way you're pointing. Yeah, the stick, it, it was standard. bizarre. That's uh, all standard. Now, so with all that said, was the game any good? Well, uh, in my opinion, it was not great. Uh, and the reason is, it's a very simple game. Because the meat of this game is going to be the racing element of it. Yes. And uh, the tracks are good. And they're fairly long. Some are longer than others. One is super long, the last one. <clears throat> and I'm sure there's unlockables and whatnot. Uh, but uh, uh, I was underwhelmed by the actual racing. Uh, there are power-ups. I will say it was better uh, as a multiplayer racer than it was playing by myself. We had a lot more fun playing together. And we did have some very close races. Yeah. The, but one of the reasons is your cars don't go very fast. I mean, they, they sort of go the same speed. We would try different cars. If we played the same car, that's when it was really close. Yeah. Um, this would be a good intro into kart racing. Maybe that's what they were thinking uh, when they when they put this thing in there. Uh, you, there are tons of unlockables. Uh, every time you unlock, every time you do something the game likes, it, it, it takes this screen that's like a grid, and it pops up and says, "Okay, you did this," and so you unlock that. So you've got you've got uh, 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 that ability. Apparently, this was one of the games that also supported land play, which we obviously couldn't try that. That's it's kind of neat, but I guess that's sort of <clears throat> that's sort of uh, ridiculous at this point because no one really cares. So. Another big problem I've got with this game is the fact that it's a Kirby game. What the hell is Kirby doing in this? They could have put it... I mean, explain to me. Now, you're a big Kirby guy. Okay. It seems to me Kirby gets in a car and drives around, right? So, it's not... No, or, or floats around, all right, or whatever he's riding. His but, I mean, star. I but, mean, his star is actually. But I'm saying, putting Kirby in this game, this could have been anyone's game with, with small, with a few minor modifications. This had zero to do with Kirby. I know Kirby enough to know that. I disagree. He doesn't eat nobody. Yes, he does. He doesn't. I mean, it's not like no, the, 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 no, 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 stop. Wrong, 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 wrong. Bad Aaron. The entire time you're racing, you have the ability. There are enemies on the track. And you have the ability to suck these enemies up and gain their powers. You'll the and the same powers you always see in Kirby games. You can get the sword. You can shoot the little lightning eye things. You can turn into a wheel. You can uh, uh, get wings. Do the turn into the bird thing. And those are power ups. Their version of power ups in the level. So that is what 
ties this to a curtain. Okay, now al- allow me to retort, if I may. All right. It doesn't look like he's eating anybody. It looks he like does. he runs no. over a power. No, up. that's incredibly wrong. He it eats them and he squashes Listen, down I, just like he does I in the I played the game. Games. It looks like a power up and a cart racer. That no. You could have had anybody. You could have put Mario in there, Sonic, anybody. And all the power ups he eats are things from past Kirby games, even when he turns into the wheel. They're generic. They're not generic. They're, they're ge- Kirby They're generic. They're, they're Kirby. They're, it's, this is some tacked on crapiola, in my opinion. You just don't, you don't know you the could, lore. You, could take, you don't know the game. Listen, I, I'm telling you, you could have put any character in this with a few mod- modifications. You can't deny that. Well, you what can't game deny. is that not true? Well, I'm just saying, there's nothing here that ties, that for me, that ties this to any sort of Kirby game. I mean, Kirby, has it Kirby ever raced before? Like this? I mean, is there like, is Kirby have a history of racing? I mean, it's a cart game that has Kirby. It doesn't have, and the thing is, it doesn't have anyone else. So, if you're hung up on characters, I hope you like Kirby. This is his air ride, and you're stuck with it. You're not getting anybody but else. You, you don't select different characters, you select different carts. Now, I'm, okay, go ahead and finish your yes, uh, summary, your inc- incorrect no, summary. No, it's totally correct. Listen, if you were a person playing this game, just like me, right, normal guy, you're going to get in this game, you're going to cruise around with Kirby, you're going to run over power-ups, and you're going to get them, and to varying degrees of success. And then you're going to be like, wow, that's the end of that. I mean, there is no depth here. There is no... Uh, uh, it's not like a proper racer. It's just... It's it's very strange. You ever ride those cars at King's Island? They look like... They're, you're like, oh, these are race cars. But in actuality, they're... You can't go very fast. They're on a track that you can't get off of. And you just sort of... You're basically feeling... They could ride without you, is what I'm saying. They, you don't have to even be yeah. there. That's sort of the way this game feels. Like, you could probably... Put the joystick down and go get a pop because your guy's going to keep going forward the entire game. You know what I'm saying? It's just it, uh-huh. there's, it's a safety game. It's a safety game, and it didn't do it for me, man. I mean, it's okay. Uh, I think there was a, a good racer here that just say sort of uh, kidified down, and they, and this right here is a game that if you put it on the list of reasons that the GameCube didn't do well because people thought the games were too kidified, this is an incredibly kidified game and uh, with a Tenuous tie to a Nintendo property. What would you give this out of 10? Oh, you know, normally I won't do a number of review. I would it. say probably, I mean, I did have some fun. So I would probably go somewhere in the uh, C range. That's so let's not say, out of 10. Let's, okay, let's say. C is a letter. Okay, let's say 76. 76%. Out of 10. Out, so. 7.6. Oh, gosh. How's that? You don't know how to use. Okay, so you gave it a 7. 0.6. That, okay, 76 out of 100 then. Okay. I said that. Are you done? Yeah. Okay, this game's not very good. But it's not for the reasons why Aaron says. It is. It is very Kirby. It, it has uh, uh, all the elements that you would expect from a Kirby game where you're eating people and you're gaining their powers, and those powers do help you in the race. Uh, the, the driving in this is very strange and different from other kart racers because there are tons of U-turns. And I mean absolutely go the other way as sharp as you can U-turns and the reason why they do that is that's the whole gimmick of the game. Yep. Is hold the button to brake, to swing around real hard, charge up, let go, burst of speed down the track. So, personally, I didn't like that track design. 
even after I understood what I was doing, I didn't like the track design because it's a whole lot of back and forth. Uh, so for me, the track design on this was really poor. Even with that gimmick, the track design was very poor. There are certainly a lot of sections of the track where you get on rails, and it's true. You can jump from rail to rail, but you're just going, and the game is playing itself. And that happens in every level. Uh, and it, when you're on the rails, you literally are just sitting there doing nothing. Um, other problems with it, the the mini, the uh, RC Pro-Ham style uh, overhead racing game uh, was probably, for me, the best part of the whole game. Because I like that type of game. It was neat that the power-ups were still there and still had some functionality. Um, the uh, way the, the stages change to allow you to get shortcuts to you know, get ahead of your opponents, I liked all of that. The city, roam around, get power-ups to go into this final area, I hated it. It was just driving around for five minutes, picking up power-ups to do this one little bonus thing at the end, be it a race, be it a jump, be it whatever. Uh, I didn't like it. I, it. It just took too long, and driving around in the cityscapes were very, very boring. Now, was this game designed for me? No, it was not designed for me. It was designed for uh, probably kids between 8 and 12 uh, who are, I mean, that's already a target of Kirby. Tons of older people play Kirby. I play Kirby games. Uh, but this is that's why Kirby was used for this game. It was trying to get the kid crowd into a kart-friendly racer. Are there elements of this game that are more uh, adult, that uh, someone with more uh, gaming experience will excel above someone with less experience? Yes, because of the different types of racers, that you can, the different cars you can pick. Some of them are very geared toward higher talent players. But, for me, this game didn't offer enough to put it even on par with something like a Mario Kart uh, that has all these elements plus interesting tracks. So, for me, I would give this game a 7 out of 10, maybe even a 6 out of 10, because it was very dumbed down. I understand why it was dumbed down. I understand I'm not the target audience. And it doesn't make it a bad game. It just makes it a bad game for me. Let's just, I'll just close with this. Uh, Masahiro Sakura, the guy who designed this game, and he was the guy that ran the Kirby series, he resigned from his position after this game was released. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> citing that he was tiring of consistent pressure from the industry to keep making sequels. And this right here, you could tell this was a tired man on his way out. When he, when he gave this thing the high sign. Well, There's not much to it. It's not like Kirby games stop, though. Let's talk... Yeah, but how many kart racers have seen Kirby appear in? Not too many. I'm just saying, on that, what was the one that came out for the game? Double Dash, Mario Kart? Let's yeah. face facts. Any kid can play that, and it's a lot more fun. If you're going to play a kart racer, but this isn't the one. But this, this, I, this was targeted at a lower audience. Well, missed the A target. younger audience, so, not lower. Um, Probably lower or shorter. The reviews on this uh, were um, sort of exactly what we talked about. Uh, Edge gave this three out of ten. They murdered it. Uh, no, that's, see, that's it, stupid. well, I'd say an EGM seven, gave it seven out of ten. Game Informer seven out of ten. Game Revolution C minus. Uh, Game Pro four out of five. Gamespot five out of ten. 
GameSpy 3 to 5. So you can see uh, that uh, uh, most people are falling in line with, uh, with me, and to a lesser extent you. Um, you can get this game on uh, eBay now. Now get this, this is a weird one. eBay, 30 or 40 bucks you can get this game, all right? Yeah. In the folder. Uh, now, uh, uh, if you want the game like sealed, I didn't see anybody buy it, but it cost a fortune. I guess that's the way all the GameCube games are, is the sealed games are going to cost a fortune. Our good friend Graham, W. Webke, had a look at this one. Uh, he writes, A kart racing game that to me is three games in one. Air Ride is a racing view like F-Zero mixed with Super Monkey Ball. Top Ride is a top-down view like Super Sprint. And City Trials an open-world mode to collect parts, then race and perform a scenario. The controls are responsive and simple. You only use the A button to brake, and, and it auto-accelerates. The graphics are great. The gameplay is smooth and fast. The sound and music are also great. By the way, the same bunch of the same guys that worked on the Smash Bros. Uh, music games, uh, I found out. Uh, the only downside is the simplicity of this game, which I guess is aimed at younger players, but playing this for the review has cemented me seeking this game for my pal, GameCube Collection, 8 out of 10. So Graham, he liked it. He liked I think that. he liked it slightly more than we did. Yeah, 8 out of 10. He's got, young, he's got some kids in the house. I like think this kids. is a perfect game for kids. Speaking of kids, don't let your kids play this next game. <laughs> I picked this for the Brent because we wanted to get now. We've gone from the this is we're going from one extreme to the other. Brent, tell us about your game this week. Aaron gave me Def Jam Fight for New York, yeah. and uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess we're gonna fight for New York. So let's go way back. It should be fight in New York. It that really should sense. be. Yeah. Let's go way back. Before we talk about any part of the game, we have to talk about what Def Jam is. Because if you don't know, you're going to be really confused why Def Jam is at the front of this title. Yeah. Def Jam is a record label that uh, came to existence about 1984. And their beginnings were just to launch their own record, right? They had a, 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 an, a, a music single that they wanted to produce. And they didn't have anyone to produce it, so they actually made their own production company and launched it. And after that, it did really well. And they were able to bring on more and more bands. And in the beginning, it was pretty much anyone they could get. They got Public Enemy was a big one. They had Slayer, huge metal bands. Who was it that ran? It was like Rick Rubin, wasn't that the guy's name, that ran Def Jam? Uh, you mean the very beginning? Yes. Yeah, he, Rick he's Rubin sort of an infamous and Russell Simmons. Yeah, and he, Rick Rubin sort of an infamous character. So as, as it evolved and as time went on, they started focusing more on just hip-hop because they got <laughs> Jay-Z. They picked that, and that's a huge. That was when it really took off. So they started making it uh, a hip-hop label to launch mainly hip-hop uh, music which they did great on, really great, right up until they got nailed for money laundering. And that pretty much killed the uh, the label. It is still in existence. It's passed on to different hands now. Uh, Jay-Z actually ran it for a while, and he was in control when the games were came out. So I don't know if he had a, a hand in that, but he was the one running it. So Def Jam, record label, had all these hip-hop uh, people under their banners, and I mean tons, like 50, 50 uh, artists. And they made a game. The original game was uh, Def Jam Vendetta, I believe. No, that was, I thought that was a sequel, wasn't it? I think, I think this is the first one, and the Def Jam Vendetta was a sequel. No, no, this, the, 
New York as the sequel. I don't think so. Mm. I th because I know this game has a sequel. Def Jam Fight for New York is the second game in the Def Jam series. Uh, really? A I had sequel to then. Def Jam That's my Vendetta. bad. I remember not liking it, but I didn't play it. <clears throat> so, uh, why is a music label releasing a fighting game? Because this is a fighter wrestler game, but we'll get into that. Well, they took all of their musicians, put them in a character form, and shoved them into a fighting game. Uh, and Vendetta sold well enough that they gathered up more and more of their people, and they did it again. That was Fight for New York. And it was actually brilliant because you instantly got name recognition. I mean, I'm not a hip-hop guy. Uh, and I, you know, Snoop Dogg, you know, from tons of things, and there's plenty of music people in here, uh, that you recognize, even if you're not in the hip-hop scene, which instantly gave the game credibility, which made people look at it, which made people buy it. This sold fairly well. So, in, uh, Fight for New York, what do you do? Well, you play, uh, a no-name schlub, the character you make, and the very first scene is you freeing uh, one of the bosses, club bosses, from the cops, breaking them out. And uh, in Vendetta, he gets the, the last scene is him getting arrested. That makes sense now that you say that, because I was wondering what, yeah. I feel like I was missing part of the show. Okay. So you, you free this guy, and he takes you into his crew as, as a fighter. And these guys run clubs. They're mostly dance clubs, is what they're supposed to be, but they're also underground fighting arenas. And apparently, if you go into someone else's club and beat up their fighters, you kind of take that territory. So it's kind of a, a, a territory advancement game. You, If you win so many fights, you take over their club. And you're helping your guy, uh, D-Bob, take over their other Snoop Dogs, who is a crow in the game, yeah. take over his clubs. The story mode, you fight, and you fight, and you fight, and eventually you have to go against your own club all over the plot twist. I mean, it's nothing deep. Uh, oh, man, I disagree on that. I you think the, plot, the story is deep? I thought the I really dug it. I mean, I felt like I was, and the, the way they interweave the fights in, it's, it's, I thought it was cool. I thought the story was really good. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I really liked it. I don't think the story is anything revolutionary. It's, you're fighting for turf. Um, no, it, there's more to it than that, though. You're fighting for your uh, your life. When they kidnap your girlfriend, you got to go get her. You even fight to get the girlfriend. <laughs> they, they did a good job of get, make, giving you reasons to fight. Okay. I, I, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's anything revolutionary. So, you have all these musicians. There's like 50 selectable characters, men and women both in this. Uh what kind of fighting game is it? Well, it's a mix between a fighter and a wrestling game. The original game, Vendetta, was almost strictly wrestling. And then they added in the fight elements into this more so. And there are different fighting styles. You've got street fighting. You've got kickboxing. You've got martial arts. You've got wrestling. And then you've got submission. Those are the branches that the different fighters are trained in. And you can actually have multiple types of you fighting in one style, fighter. Yeah. So, you're in an arena, and you're beating each other up, and you get the guy's health down to nothing, and you're beating on him, you're beating on him. You can't kill him just by beating on him. These guys always get up. The gimmick to this game is 
To actually land the finishing blow, you either have to submit them by uh, draining their their health on a on a limb. Like if you have their arm, you keep working their arm until it breaks. It breaks. Uh, you can get a KO that way, or you can use a weapon from the crowd and smash the guy with that, or use elements in the stage, like ramming their head into a speaker or smacking them into a light. You can get a KO that way, or you can do your special maneuver and get a KO from it. That's very important because it's actually very cleverly woven into the game that for the crowd to like you more, you have to buy newer, more expensive clothes, newer jewelry, and then they'll help you out more. So I thought that was a very clever way of, of making that an important part of the game, getting new outfits, getting new clothes. I think you can also kill, beat the guy if you have a real good combo going. Because, I mean, I've punched him and, and did there, some stuff to like that. It depends. Yeah. Like, the Street Fighters can KO guy with yeah. a haymaker. Kickboxers can do it with a strong grapple strike. Uh, martial Otters can do it with a flying kick. Martial Otters? <laughs> That's right. I want to see that game. Oh, man. It's, that writes it's, itself. It's like Clay Fighter, but That's with Otters. That's where you kick Kirby out and you put into Martial Otters. You've got wrestlers that it, you can KO people with strong grapples and, of course, submission with submission. So the fighting in the game is pretty good. The create a character in this is pretty good. There are lots and lots. I think there's like 80 different finishers you can assign to your guy. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, the roster is like 50 characters deep. And they're all and they're crazy all, looking. And they're, and they're all, yeah. yeah, and they and they're all voiced. Uh, represent, you, you know, different people in the music industry. Yeah. So if you know the music industry and you like fighting games, this is like a match made in heaven. Yeah. And the music for the game is, of course, all the hip-hop songs that they have all these labels for. And it's extensive. It's tons yeah. of music. It's the, Yeah, they really went bananas on that. Uh, all in all... You know, the different elements of this game uh, are really good, but it, the game had always been a fun fighter. It was just something you sat down with your buddies and you beat each other up, or you went through the story mode a couple times. Uh, <coughs> crazy part, in 2018, this game was released in 2004. In 2018, uh, some guys brought it upon themselves to make tier lists. And I don't know if you... Do you watch any kind of uh, competitive fighting like Evo? Very rarely. Okay. A tier list is very, very important in a fighting game. Because it says this character is just natively better for these reasons than another fighter. Yeah. And without a tier list, you can't set up rules in your fighting matches in your tournaments. Okay. So when this tier list was made... It upped the popularity of this game, this incredibly old game, yeah. to a, a whole new level. And now this is played competitively in different fighting events. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. And it is all from uh, uh, a few guys that sat around and said, you know what, we're going to do this. And they did it right. You know, And some fighters are so good, you can't even pick them. Uh, and, of course, they're not going to go back and balance this game. That was never the intent. It was never intended to be a serious fighter. But now that someone has a tier list, they're starting to do more with it. So, overall, uh, this came out... Something else I need to mention. This didn't just come out for GameCube. I know. This came out for the uh, Xbox, and it also came out for the PlayStation 2. <coughs> the GameCube is the worst version of... By far. Why? Really? 
It has uh, oversaturated graphics. The crowd, which you interact with a lot, it's not just like a crowd in a football game. Uh, you get right up in these people's faces, and they help you in the fight. Uh, it has a lower texture count. Um, the, the music and the sound is muffled. Uh, in the story mode on the Xbox and the PlayStation, you, your character can have six different voices. Yeah. If you want to sound real gruff or if you want to sound kind of sweet, uh, the GameCube, you get one. So it really shows some of the limitations of the GameCube uh, that the Xbox and the PlayStation were able to do these things and the GameCube wasn't. Mm -hmm. But still, overall, I think this is a pretty fun game uh, with deep roots in hip-hop. And you could not have this game as it is without the hip-hop license, without the hip-hop characters, because it, the whole flow of the game for fighting for these clubs is very uh, ingrained in that sort of mentality. Mm -hmm. What did you think? Well, uh, uh, I, I've always been a fan of this game. I, I already played it mostly on the Xbox, uh, but I had played the GameCube version. Uh, I know someone that had it. And this is one of those games where you're like, I would never play that. Well, until you play it, and then you're like, I gotta play that. One thing you didn't mention is the game was built, the engine of this thing was built the, from the guys over at Aki, who, do, who did all the great uh, N64 wrestling games, and they've yes. worked the WWF games forever. So these guys have deep roots into that sort of engine, making it some sort of combative engine. I can say without hesitation that this was by far the best wrestling style game on the Xbox, the original Xbox. Nothing came close. And on the GameCube, now the GameCube had a couple good wrestling games, so I'm not going to say that on here, but as a fighting engine, it's great. You've got four simultaneous players that you can pick, which is awesome. This is the answer to the question, what if they evolved Pit Fighter? Uh, Pit Fighter... That is very true. I mean, you've got the audience... Like Brent said, these the audience is like a fifth combatant, and they don't care who they grab. If you manage to, to maneuver your guy uh, near them and throw them in there, that will help you. I didn't even know about the fact that you're closed, but that's awesome. Yeah, because if you if you have that gives you charisma. If you have less charisma, the crowd is less likely to give you weapons. Yeah, and stuff like that. And they are actually less likely to have because you know how sometimes you'll throw them into the crowd and they'll just throw them back yeah. out. It's due to your charisma score. And what they do is, which is, they were very clever when they designed this. Uh, in wrestling, you toss a guy in the ropes, he bounces off, you do a move. And this, you'll throw him in the audience, and the audience is effectively the ropes. They just sort of yeah. boot him back off. There's uh, bottles lying around uh, that you can use, just like Pit Fighter, I might add. There's also uh, elements of the map, and there, there are different arenas that have different stuff you can use. You could grind a guy's face into a cage, you could throw him into a, a post. Mm -hmm. That you're fighting beside, you could throw them into a speaker, you could yeah, ram them into a light. There's a lot of environmental damage, and, and so it makes it feel like you're seeing a real crazy, you know, hip hop club battle. Bar brawl, yeah. The guys will taunt. The, all the guys have a ton of charisma, and they're all different. Aside from a ton of rap guys, you've got Karma Electors in this game. Yeah. You've got, uh, uh, you know, you've got your Flavor Flays and your Ice Tees, and all the guys yeah. that, if you know anything about rap music, you would know. You've got Machete, Danny Trejo's in the game. Gotta love that. Any game you can have Danny Trejo in is awesome. Uh, and he's in half of the story mode. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's uh, yeah, take off. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> well, he one thing about Machete, Danny Trejo gets killed almost everything he does. Uh, but uh, uh, 
There are elements where you could, like, uh, knock guys. You could kill guys. I mean, effectively throw them in front of a subway car or in your well, mall, which is cool. Depending on the arena, right. some of the win conditions is you must throw your opponent in front of the subway. Or you must throw your opponent out the window. Yeah. And in the story mode, it makes sense. And if you're playing just on versus battles, you you can choose those stages or not choose those stages. Yeah. The, uh, the the voice acting in this is great. It's really I think they did good. a really good. I mean, it's real yeah. realistic. It's got a real cool vibe, at least to me. I mean, we're nowhere near New York, but I, uh, it it made you feel like you were going up the ranks when you create your guy. He's pretty basic at the beginning, but the good thing about the game is, and this is one of the few games I gave a crap about this. I've got a hip hop fight for New York version of myself in the game. <laughs> And so at first, I was like, oh, I don't have the beard, I wanted the glasses. But you go into the store, and you can get, that's where you get the cool stuff to upgrade the way your guy looks. And you can make a pretty cool-looking guy. They did a lot of crossover ads with, like, real Reebok manufacturers and, and stuff. And yeah. uh, uh, which is cool. You go to the gym to train. You didn't talk about that either. In the story mode, you can train your guy up. As you get more money, you can buy more moves. Henry Rollins is in there getting you in good shape, you know. If you remember him from back in the punk days. Uh there's a lot of elements. I mean, I really, this is, this is a great game. It, and this is one of those games that came out of, uh, t- totally out of nowhere for me uh, when, when it came out. Uh, I like the look of it. On the GameCube, it may be the less version of the three, but I mean, I thought it looked, it looked and played fine. I didn't have any trouble at all uh, with the way it played. It looked okay. I mean, I know there may be certain variances, but I mean, for the most part, if, if you buy it for the GameCube, it's not like you're getting screwed. Well, the I think the biggest drawback for playing it on the GameCube Longest load times. Well, yeah, and I'm talking and about between matches, 15 seconds extra over the PlayStation. Although the road loading was always sort of the Achilles heel of this game. There's some load times, but it's not it's not horribly bad. But uh, overall, uh, if you want something that gives you a unique vibe and a unique play element, and the fights are off the chart, crazy, violent, insane. Uh, I mean, it's not like Mortal Kombat, but I mean, the, it's so ludicrous. The moves you do are just ridiculous. And you can get these blazing moves, and they just yeah, they go crazy. Yeah. And it's really awesome. Yeah, just you're not throwing it. fireballs, but you are still doing uh, superhuman You're flipping feats. guys three or four times in the air and monkey flipping them into the... Into the you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. So overall, I love this game, which is why I picked it for him. I, I, I didn't know if you'd played it. I thought I you had. had. Yeah, I've actually played it on Xbox back in the day. Now, I have a question for you, Andy. Yeah. Would you... Okay, first I'm going to... Do the ludicrous question. Uh, not, He's in the game I, too. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. Would you pl- prefer to play this over a 2D fighter? This is more of a 3D fighter versus 2D fighter, but... This is... I mean, when it comes to a 3D fighter... This no, 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 no. That's not what I asked. I'm getting there. Would you prefer to play this over a 2D fighter? Well, that so you're asking me if I like this better than I like, say, the best 2D fighter. I don't. Okay. Now, my next question is, how? where does this rank in the 3D fighters? This is at the tippity <coughs> top for me. Really? Yeah, because, you know, you're talking about, when you, if you're talking about 2D brawlers, like, say, a Smash Bros or something like that, or a 3D, I would play this a million times before I play this. I don't like those games. No, I was talking more like your Street Fighters, well, I mean, King of Fighters. What, what other games would you put ahead of it? I mean, in terms uh, of, of this? Yeah. Uh, Fighting Vipers. Oh, pff, no uh, way. Are you oh, kidding yeah. me? No, Fighting I, Vipers? Yeah, I like That the, game is overrated. Because no one likes Fighting Vipers. No, I mean, no, it's coming back. <laughs> People start to talk about how great it is, and it's the, not that my great. My problem it's weird this, looking. The, Sorry, it is. My problem with this game is... 
uh, it's not deep. It's rock, paper, scissors at its core. It's um, the hockey fighting system. Yeah. And, but for me, I, I don't... That's not... That's not what I really want in this for 3D Fighter. Of wrestling games, I, I would put wrestling games above this too. I would rather have crazy grapples. I mean, there's tons of crazy grapples in this, don't get me wrong. But I would rather have uh, WWE-style wrestling moves over this game. But I do feel that for a pit fighter, which is a perfect example, a pit fighter-style game where you this is just absolute brawler with great environmental damage. This is among the tops of those. I think we can both agree I, that they took a license and squeezed every drop out of it with yeah, this game. I, I mean, you could not... And you're talking to a couple uh, doofusy, doughy guys from West Virginia, but I'm down with the clown. In fact, that's all insane they needed was the insane clown posse, in which they're not part of Def Jam. But, uh, 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 they, believe it or not, I believe at one point they were on the Disney music label, if you can believe that. Back I in the can. Day. Uh, but uh, Clowns, I, man. we can both agree that this is a, a, a great game and sort of a hidden gem these days. I didn't realize it made a, a, a comeback, uh, and uh, that's awesome. So for the prices of this, yeah. <clears throat> crazy time, the GameCube PAL version... Yeah. Is the cheapest you can buy this game. Yeah. <clears throat> but the GameCube North American license uh, is among the most expensive versions of this game. Weird. Running from uh, $17 to $50, hmm. which is kind of crazy. And then, of course, if you want your box copy, you're looking at $100, $110. Uh, Graham had a look at this one, Brent, and right. he writes, For whatever reason, I can't get into the Def Jam series of games, and I find the whole concept pretty much dross after you've played one. I thought the wrestling and fights were okay, but it relies too much on the finishing combos. Graphics are good. However, the story I found was near tragic, and the voice acting was not great at times. So I, but that's funny, because I thought it was really good. It probably is one of the more approachable games uh, through uh, though for gameplay in this genre, and you don't necessarily need to enjoy the setting to be able to spend time with the wrestling and the battles. It's uh, for me, it's just confirmed not to add to my PAL GameCube collection. Five point five out of ten. So I, I think that score is a little harsh, but I can certainly see if, if this is not your thing. If you don't like uh, a lot of cursing or a lot of violence, oh, yeah. yeah, then this game's not for like you. Like Boat won't be playing this when he comes. And you know if. I don't think you're wrong for saying this game's not for you. No, no, it's nothing wrong with it. On the other hand, I love violence and cursing, so it's great for me. Hey, uh, real quick before we move along, I priced an actual GameCube, uh, and just just I wanted to mention this. Uh, like I said, you can get one for about forty bucks, twenty-five to sixty bucks. Box, you're looking seventy-five to ninety. If you want one new in box, they're out there, and I had to double check this price: eighteen hundred and thirty dollars for a brand new mint. Uh, no one's paying uh, that. Mint and money, GameCube. Speaking of mint, you know what it's time for. We've got to mine the wheel, my friend. Let's mine this sucker. Now, we added a lot of stuff this week, and I'm going to explain there. I'm going to go over this a little bit. Stuff. So, Bizarro rolled up last week, so we took it off the wheel. Uh, and we added, uh, amongst the things we added, let me just kind of take the wheel here. We've got uh, uh, Super Graphics. Uh, super graphics right there. Uh, the Micro B, a computer from Australia, it also got added. And we've also added the chat subject choice. So you in the chat room, get ready for a subject choice if uh, need be. So Brent, if you'll do the honors to spin the wheel, we'll make the deal here. I wouldn't mind a, a chat subject choice. We haven't heard for you, chat. 
Oh, we got. got. Looks like the new one just came up. It's super. Super graphics. So now this is an interesting one. This is sort of the uh, one of the uh, sequels to the Turbo Graphics. I've I've not played any of the games. I have for not it. either. And so, but it's funny, we never covered it. I was kind of surprised, so <laughs> kind of wacky. If I'm not mistaken, this has a very limited library. It does. I believe it had five or six real total titles released, so we'll have to determine how we're going to play that. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. I want to mention that uh, we are uh, also a podcast. We do podcasts, and we, we stream video live every uh, Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and uh, so look for us on any of your uh, favorite podcatchers or, or whatnot. Uh, Brent, who do we have cooking the chat today? Uh, in chat, we've got Retro Man Cave, Amiga Bang, uh, Mohawk Maw, uh, Picard made an appearance. We have a little bit of, uh, what theme is that? Uh, Airwolf. Airwolf, thank you. Oh, now we're copyright straight. Good job, Aaron. Uh, Necronom <laughs> was in chat. Uh, I know Pixels was up there. Uh, Jan made a stop by. Uh, a lot of people. It was a crazy chat day. Beautiful, beautiful. That's great. Well, we appreciate everybody stopping by. So, are you fired up for some super graphics next week? Oh, free lunch. Free lunch. He's always around. He's giving a free lunch. Uh, Daisley stopped by. Uh, Duncan Styles, of course, who made our incredible background. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, Steve stopped by. I have also had a submission for music. Believe it or not. Oh, excellent! I'll be. You might want to mention that again. I'll be unveiling that uh, along with the artist's name and his multiple compositions, and uh, on this week's uh, trailer at the end of this thing is the credits. So we are out of time, my friend. You ready? It's time. Wow. Ready? Yeah, we went we an ran. hour and ten minutes. Too long. Too long. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, and uh, please stop back by next week. We'll have another look at some wacky stuff. Yeah. Until then, bye. <laughs>